PKN, episode 177. I'm having a bad hair day. Oh. And no one can tell. Yeah, okay. I, I hope you're mostly audio audience. You don't know. <laughs> so, Kyle, you were just explaining the first thing that you dislike about the new place, not having your mattress there. Has anything else sifted in that you're like, oh, I didn't anticipate this about city living after being in a rural area for so long? Or is it still two thumbs up? No, it's two thumbs up for sure. It's just my mattress. Like I, I, wo- I woke up yesterday morning in pain and I woke up this morning with like lower back pain and it was like really bad so much so that I, I was just like tossing and turning and then I, like I laid on the floor for a while uh, hoping that that would fix it. And uh, I've just wow. been taking like, yeah, it was really painful in my lower back. And uh, I've, I hurt my lower back when I was like 13 on a diving board. And if mm-hmm. I like if I sit in a like I remember if I sit in a position where like my knees are much higher than like my butt. So like if I'm in like the back seat of a truck in like a shitty like bench seat where like your knees are higher than your like butt you know, or, mm-hmm. or in like uh, stadium seating. Like I remember the gym in my middle school had that sort of thing where it, it gets really painful. But most of the time, like 99 percent of my life, like it, 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 it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. Have you but ever gone to like a chiropractor for it? I've been to a chiropractor, but you know he's he's not a real doctor. He's yeah, just quacks. like he's just cracking stuff in your back. And I I, I don't know about qu- I think a lot of them are quacks. I think some of them actually do you some good, but I don't think I I probably have like. You know what you'll never hear from a chiropractor. You're you cured. <laughs> <laughs> or we need you'll to hear operate that from doctors all the time. <laughs> yeah, from a chiropractor's like I don't know. Like you're still gonna be you know in a bit of pain next week. It's like oh well you're the you're the boss. Like they got to keep you coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know they want you to come back for like uh, monthly readjustments, right? Um, so I, I probably have something wrong in my lower back that could be fixed with a surgery or something like that. But it's not so it's not like it's not debilitating or anything. And yet well, this mattress you're laying huh? on your back hoping to like relieve the pain that's pretty debilitating yeah like yeah so i went on the floor and trying to find some relief some escape (laughs) well i was thinking you know like like people lie on the floor like like on a hard surface Mm -hmm. sometimes when they have back issues and maybe that would do the trick but it it, it, it's just terrible and the there's like three beds in this place right kitty got the master bed and it is like i touched it and i'm like oh my god this is a wonderful bed like what the fuck? And then my bed is definitely like three tiers down from that. So it's one of those beds that when you're in it and you like move a little, like the whole thing, like like shakes around and stuff. Like yeah, I, I had. Some... I'm not suggesting that you sleep with Kitty. Only that you sleep with Kitty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I, I I had a I, this this it, like when you said moving and the whole thing moves, this like, you know when you watch those commercials and they put like a wine glass on the bed, and they're like, now look at this fucker jumping up and down. It's not <laughs> going anywhere. Like that happened literally this, this past weekend. I had a girl in my bed with me and she was drinking out of a like can of a LaCroix can, like some water. And as we were laying down, and she was like reaching over to like put it on the bedside table, but I have a king size bed and there's plenty of room. And I'm like, no, just put it on the mattress. You can move as much as you want. That's not gonna fall over. This is a Casper mattress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I. uh, This mattress is the opposite of that. Like, like I was having sex and on that bed a cup. Yeah, I was having sex on that bed a couple days ago, and the whole thing is moving around and it's squeaking and making noise. It's like in a western when they're having sex like upstairs, and everybody down in the bar room is like looking up at the ceiling and like dust is falling from the ceiling. You hear, you hear kakong, 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 kakong. 
It's like that. And of course, there's a third bedroom here, and that mattress is shit tier. Like they just threw that mattress in to to like claim that they're a three bedroom. <laughs> I, there's no way I can go in there and get on that thing. So, uh, it, it's I, I'm hoping that's something that, that you didn't ever realize during sex could be better is like the the mattress noise because of course you know usually most people have the spring and you just get accustomed to like even like getting up in the middle of the night you know on a spring mattress like there's like a little like noise like that and especially fucking but these these casper mattresses no noise at all like yeah. all, any of the foam kind of mattress it's it really is the way of the future and i don't i don't get the uh, the big complaint i see about them is like oh i just get so hot i get so hot sleeping on them it's like i, hmm. I don't get that either no, like I'm no hotter than I am on a pillow top mattress. Yeah, same. I uh, I, I love my well, pillow top. Pillow top mattresses are kind of cozy sometimes. They are. They're fucking expensive. Yeah. Like if you want a nice one, like a nice king size mattress, that's probably like three grand or something. I was gonna say four. Yeah, I I, I saw mm-hmm. one for four grand. They're just they're really expensive. Oh, yeah. I finally picked out a TV to get, but I wasn't. I was like ready at uh, the store yesterday to buy it. And I was like looking at, like I was about to go get the attendant and be like, I want this one. And then I was looking at the box and like looking at the dimensions. And I'm like, this is not going to fit in my car. There's a 0% <laughs> chance this will fit in my car. And so I had what to go ask the guy. What do you drive again? An Impala? Uh, a Chrysler 300C. So oh, okay, it's okay. very, very big for a sedan, mm-hmm. but not big enough to fit a 65-inch Samsung 4K. <laughs> you need a pickup. And yeah, and I literally sent that out in a group text today to my friends. I'm like, hey, any of you pickup fellas want to help me out this weekend getting my TV back home? And, of course, someone said yes. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Like, I, I really underestimated how big that TV is going to fucking be because I have, like, a 50-inch TV right now, and it's pretty big from the distance I'm sitting. Like, it, it's, it's always been good enough for me. But this thing, like, I was imagining it last night, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh it's going to be like like theater seating in these things. It's gonna, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I didn't get the curved one because I looked up online. And, uh, uh, and Kyle, your recommendation, because I have another couch and some seating over here, like a mm-hmm. recliner and a couch. And they wouldn't be able to see it. Or if they did, it would have that warped, like, mm. like not quite... Is that yeah. the way that those curved TVs work? Because if yeah, it they, is, that seems like a bad idea. They have a focal point, right? That that you need to be in the center of that focal point. Otherwise, you're looking. You can see the curve, and it's kind of off, off-putting. Like I, I've got my curved monitor here, and if I turn it sideways, it's like, oh, that that doesn't look right, right at all. If you if you're off to the side or something like that, so you you definitely want to. I, I prefer the flat screen. I, I a place that Chiz and I rented one time in Colorado had a curved like 65 inch. And as long as you sat right in front of it, it was excellent. But if you sat over in like the love seat or the chair off to the side, it was like, ah, oh, shit, I, this isn't ideal. I don't, I don't like this at all. You can, you can yeah. totally see the. But I have company TV over. I don't want to have to like race to a specific seat. You'd be like, oh, cold right here. It's the only spot in the house <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Now, you have a seventy-two inch TV, right? Yeah. So when you see like a fifty-five in someone's house, you just like ah. The, why am I even wasting my time, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't prioritize television the way I do. <laughs> That's absolutely true. And I like that every time someone comes over to my house and they see it, they're like, they're like, what the fuck? Wow, what what the hell is that? Like, like they they were the guys were moving it the other day, and they're like, what do you got, dead hooker in here? Yeah. <laughs> this thing's like 140 pounds. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. Like, how did you even get it in here? I, was like, oh, I had to get help. 
Yeah, there's no way to you like like that's that's the other thing about a big TV like that. Like if you've got a 55 inch or maybe even a 65 inch, I don't know. Like one man can can handle this thing. But my TV, there is it's impossible for one human being to do it. It's just <laughs> it's, it's so unwieldy. awkward. It's too unwieldy and it's quite heavy. It's it's literally 125, 130 pounds or something like yeah. that. This is gonna um, be the first TV that's so cumbersome that I'm not able to move it myself. Yeah. Which is yeah. it feels like a step up in life, you know? <laughs> You've like, arrived I, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> I'm to the point of conscripting friends to, to get a nice you know and of course I also get like the nice little satisfaction. Of course, like I know where all my friends live. I, I go to their houses or their apartments or condos, whatever. This is gonna be barn on the nicest fucking TV of in anyone. Your, in and your so circle. when there's yeah. where are we watching football? Fucking Taylor's house. Where are we doing this? Well, if it has anything to do with viewing, we'll do it at Taylor's. Like, I already have a nice sound bar and surround sound system. It's going to be very neat. We've had people come to my house because they're like, this Game of Thrones is going to be a big one. Let's see it at Woody's house. Because I I don't have a big TV, but I have a projector. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and it, and, you know, even as cool as. Even better. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's 109 inches, but the audio in that room is really well done. So bananas, 109 inch. (laughs) (laughs) So if you ever go watch like just like, you know, a news station in there. So it's just like Jake Tapper, like, and in other news, it gets wasted, wasted. You know, like I'm like, when I'm I'm like, let's put on Lord of the Rings. Let's put on uh, Game of Thrones, like something that rocks, something that involves cannons and ships or like, that's what I like to watch on that screen. My wife, Star Trek. Old Star Trek in four by three. <laughs> I was like, oh, what are we even doing here? I thought you were gonna say like Cake Boss or something. Oh like that. yes, yeah. My son loves all the cake shows. Um, yeah, it's just it's. I don't know. Yeah, you want to use it for like people. People overuse the word epic, but you want to use it for things that are literally epic. Yes, like Lord of the Rings or you know Game of Thrones or. Gladiator. I just exactly what I was thinking. Glad, yeah. I, that's a movie I haven't seen in a while. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, The Patriot. Oh Looks yeah, good on The that. Patriot's good. The Patriot has really good surround sound when the cannonballs are going by and stuff. Yeah, I was thinking of both of those. Gladiator's an excellent fucking movie. I don't know why I got fuzzy there for a second. It is. Yeah, there we go. Like you go back and watch almost any Mel Gibson movie like that he was in charge of like that. You understand why Hollywood was like, Wait. honestly, most a lot of us are Jewish. It, and he said a lot of he doesn't care for us. But God damn, he knows how to make some money with these films. Yeah, he didn't do Gladiator. <laughs> he did do Patriot. You know, yeah, he did the Patriot. I passion. love that scene in Patriot where he go where like he they kill his son right right there. And then him and his remaining two sons who are like, I don't know, 13 and 15 or something, go to rescue the older son. And they're like hiding in those trees and they ambush the British it, I love that fucking scene. It's yeah. so good. Um, you know, Is that like, towards like, the end? Very beginning, pretty much. I, I mean, well, it's a very long movie, so when I say very beginning, I mean like thirty minutes in. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, pretty much. Yeah, uh, it's you know they've they've taken Tristan, I believe, who was uh, um, who's the actor? It was the guy, oh, who, played the guy the who played the Joker. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, they've got uh, they got him all all tied up, and they've got like I don't know a dozen red coats, maybe maybe fifteen or so. And they're like going along down, and they ambush them from a from a high position, and they're and, and he's just like behind that tree with his musket. Lord, make me fast and accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and he fucking turns around, Cah! 
and like kills the main one. And then the little, and the kids are shooting too. And every time the British try to turn their guns on the kids, Mel Gibson like jumps out and he goes, ah! Yeah. And then of course, it, 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 finally he comes down and it's fucking the blade in one hand and the tomahawk in the other. And he fucking throws the tomahawk, kills the guy who's holding Tristan hostage. And then there's just one left. And he's like, oh, oh, I give up. I give up. And he's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> he like pulls the tomahawk out of that guy's head and like runs the guy down and chops him into pulp. <laughs> In the middle of that riverbed. I remember because we watched that movie like sophomore year of high school or something in like a history class. And like. Up until then, it's not that really ridiculous of a movie as far as violence. But I remember sitting there in class with my teacher over there, like, you know, on his PC or whatever. And he's Mel Gibson's just ah, 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 murdering this red coat. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm learning. I don't think any of this has been historical. <laughs> no, it, none of it is. There was no Fort Wilderness. Like, like no, you know what was not. great? I, so my friend's mom, treat, so I'm like, a senior in high school and she treated us like we were kindergartners which was actually kind of welcome she called us her sweet dumplings she fed us all the time she literally referred to her son who we called jaws her beautiful baby boy all the way through high school she was just the most like infinite very infantizing you guys know that infantilizing infantilizing is what i'm searching for and uh then you know i don't know it was nice anyway I had seen Dances with Wolves and she hadn't. And I was like, dude, it's great. And we, we're going to watch it with my buddy's mom because everyone loved Dances with Wolves. It's not until you see it with someone like that that you realize how filthy that movie is, right? She just aghast at the gore. And I think there's sex in it. And, you know, like yeah. the, the violence ramps up and it's like, oh my God. It, I had a similar experience. Like, um, we got a rock band, right? Rock band, the the game, yeah. and uh, you know the PKA Dan was staying with us and whatever, and and I thought it was fun, rock band. Like I played it before; it was no big deal. It's not until you hear your like eleven year old daughter singing yeah. about her sticky sweet thighs that you realize yeah. how dirty all these songs are. <laughs> it's like, really oh my funny. god! <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah I there was nothing more uncomfortable than like accidentally recommending a, a movie or something or a TV show <laughs> at a friend's house when like the parents were present. So like when I was like I guess sixteen when Borat came out, I saw that in theaters with my dad, and we both laughed our asses off. Thought it was hilarious, and uh, of course I went to a religious school, and so there were like some of my friends' parents were really religious, and so I went over to my buddy's house uh, six seven months later whenever it came out on DVD. And I was like, oh, you know what? We should go to Blockbuster and rent Borat. <laughs> and they were, and they were, and his parents were like, I don't know. I heard that was risky. I'm like, oh, my dad took me to see it. We were laughing the whole time. And he's like, all right, well, Taylor, Elliot, go, go get it and bring it back, and we'll all watch it. And so he we went, uh, had to actually bring one of his parents because he had to be 18 to rent it. They, <laughs> they got it, and we came back and we watched it, and it was like so soon, like the the high of like showing someone something funny. Yeah. had like kept me going where I was like, they're gonna love it. Everybody's gonna get such a hoot. And then like it started <laughs> and like uh he's like as soon as he said like my sister is a prostitute, 
whatever. I <laughs> started remembering. All of Kazakhstan. As soon as like I saw that, it like triggered in my head, and I'm like, oh no! And like the the, the scene of that fat guy and him running naked through the hotel, and I'm like, oh shit! I'm gonna have to tactically plan like six different bathroom breaks throughout this movie because this is gonna be so uncomfortable. And it literally was. Yeah. It was so fucking uncomfortable. Like maybe 40 minutes in. Uh, my friend's mom just got up and laughed. <laughs> and a little bit later, uh, <laughs> his dad got up and left, and like in a semi-joking but not really joking way, was like, "Last time we take a recommendation from you, Taylor." And like, yeah, right. Went upstairs, and uh, after that, his it, that wasn't even a big deal. It was a fucking movie, but uh, his parents apparently thought it was a bad influence. We yeah. probably were so though. Not just because of the movie, but outside but, the movie, were you not a bad influence on this guy? Probably. Not, I mean, mayhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, like, I was I was watching Pulp Fiction at my parents' house when I was, like, maybe 16 or 17, and my mom had never seen it before. And she has to walk in right as they're having the conversation where he's like, hey, eating a, butch, eating a bitch's pussy and rubbing her feet are two completely fucking different things. He's like, I don't know, but they're in the same ballpark. No, sticking your tongue in the holiest of holes. <laughs> and, like, and I'm just... She's what like, movie what is this? I remember all this. Pulp Fiction. Pulp oh, Fiction. okay, yeah. She's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, what? It gets better. <laughs> They're about to blow a guy away over some burgers, over some breakfast burgers. This is some good shit. Like, like just stick with it here for a second. Ah, I'm out of here. She was like not into that at all. Dances <laughs> with Wolves, you mentioned that. that mo- I can't wa- rewatch that. It's so goddamn sad. When they kill his wolf, oh, Oh, when they kill his wolf, I <laughs> cried and cried. The wolf like literally gives his life to like to like save him. Oh, it's so sad. I I, I can't rewatch Dances with I've Wolves. I've never seen that movie. It's been I a long time. Oh, it's the wolf dies. Well, <laughs> the wolf dies at I mean, some it point. It came out in the '90s, so it's okay. Dude, it's an, it. it's yeah. a, well, it, you know it would have died by now anyway. It's an excellent <laughs> fucking movie. It really is. So let me just give you like like the cliff notes, like like of how things get started. Kevin Costner is a Civil War soldier who's been wounded in the in the leg, and he's in like this uh, Civil War like field hospital, and uh, the doctor's like he's like ah, I'm gonna have to saw that leg off, but I gotta go get a drink. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've sawed off so many legs that I'm tuckered. Uh, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be right back with you. And he's and Kevin Costner's sitting there on the bed, and he looks over at a pile of, of legs that have already been cut off. And then he looks over at a soldier, like, walking along on crutches without a leg, and he's like, no. And so he incredibly painfully pulls his rubber boot back over his wounded foot, mounts a horse, and the situation of the battle is that the North and South are at, like, a... Uh, um, Stalemate? A, stands, a stalemate, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, nobody's moving. They're both behind these rows of fences, and they're just kind of shooting back and forth. And all of a sudden, you see Costner in the center of all of them riding the horse, and he just puts his hands back, you know, like like straight back in the air, like riding the horse, like, kill me, kill me. And, like, the the Southerners start shooting at him, but then they just stop. You know, they're, they're so, like, taken aback by this guy that they're, that, that they're just like, look at him. He's got no fear. And then like this rallies all the Northerners up and they all, "Ah, let's go help him. And they all charge the the Southerners who many of them have unloaded their guns and and haven't bothered to reload because they're taken aback by Costner and it wins the battle. Like, like, and so the general comes over and he's like, that's the bravest, bravest or the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to get my doctor to look at you, saves the foot 
and uh, and he's like, I'll station you anywhere you want to go. What what would you like to do? And so he chooses to go out west to some outpost, like away from the war. And uh, he gets out there and he ends up like dealing with Indians and stuff. And he makes friends with the Indians. And uh, it's just, it's it's an epic movie. It's like three hours plus. He practically becomes uh, an Indian. He practically becomes an Indian. Like like he 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 wins their trust over. Um, it's, it's very good. Uh, there's a couple of sad scenes. It's very well acted all the way through. There's a lot of heartbreak, you know, like that. I always feel bad when they're killing that one guy and he's like, don't kill my mule. Don't hurt my mule. And he's fucking isn't this the same movie that like has the same plot as Avatar and the Smurfs? A little bit. Yeah. 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 No, but this was before all those. I don't see the Avatar link. Where they like you infiltrate a group like the Indians, and then you're known, uh, like oh, you actually. become trusted by them. Burn and then Valley. You have I to see save. it now. <laughs> yeah, but that's a. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a, a common story, right? That's the plot of Woodycraft factions. You know, pretend to be your friend for six weeks. You let me in your place, and oh. I steal all your shit. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you glad know? you mentioned that. I'm glad oh. I've been watching this guy's videos. They're 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 a couple years old now. His 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 uh, YouTube is Daniel from SL or Daniel SL, mm-hmm. like the letters SL or something like that. And he plays Rust. And okay. I'd never seen anything about Rust. He fucks with people. He is the biggest troll of all time. He pretends like he's their friend. And then he just completely ruins their gaming experience. <laughs> it's so funny. Like this guy's like, hey, I'm going to log out. I'll be right back. I'm Farmer John, by the way. And he's like, oh, cool. Are, are you friendly? Yeah, I'm friendly. Yeah, me too. And so the guy logs out. And uh, he sees where the guy logged out from. So when the guy logs back in, he will appear at this position. He knows where he's going to be. So he puts bear traps in that position. And he waits. And when the guy logs back in, he's like, what the hell? What's happened to me? My legs are broken. <laughs> you, you did this to me, didn't you? And he's like, no, I didn't. Some other guy knocked me out. And, and then he put those bear trips, traps in there. He's like, no, you did this. You did this to me. And now I'm locked in this room with my legs broken. I can't even, how am I going to do? He's, and, he, and, and like, he, he's trolling. He's like, you want some rice? He's like, and the guy gives the guy a bag of rice. And the guy's like, no, I don't want your, I don't want your rice. My legs are broken, you twat. And like some other, some other random guy walks along and he's like, what happened here? And, and the guy's like, this guy here, he trapped me and he broke my legs. He's evil. And Daniel's like, no, that's not true. This guy's the bad guy. He attacked me and I broke his legs and, and now he's lying. And the guy's like, I don't know. I'm, this Daniel guy seems to be making a lot of sense. I think I believe him. And then he goes, oh, you fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. He's going to kill you in some horrible, sadistic way. You just wait. You just wait. And he's like crawling. He's crawling toward a cliff. And just before he rolls off the cliff and commits suicide, because that's all he can do, he's just like, he's going to get you, you fucking dummy. He's going to get you. You wait. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> he fucking rolls over and goes, ah, and dies. Oh, he, that's um, great. He, he befriends this one guy, and, and like the guy thinks that they're like buddies, and they're like hiding in a house, and Daniel's like shooting his gun off. He's just randomly in the corner, and the guy's like, hey, do you hear those shots? Was that you? He's like, no, it wasn't me. Oh, shit, we're pinned. And like it's his, it's Daniel's house, so he has control over the locks. So he's just like pulls up a menu and he's like lock lock. Oh, they've locked us in. It's a hacker. He's, <laughs> and he's like he's like stabbing the walls. He's like, oh, did you hit that wall? No, it wasn't me. He's like running around in the other room. Oh, they're outside. They're outside the walls. Oh, it's definitely a hacker. And and it comes up on the screen. This is day one. 
<laughs> like like day two comes around and they're like traveling together and he's like, you have any water? And he's like, yeah, yeah, here's some water. And and it's he's put bleach in the water, of course. He's put and the guys the guys like, oh, I have a funny taste in my mouth now and everything's blurry. I guess it says that on his screen. He's like, did you find this water? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I've been poisoned. i got to make myself throw up. And he's like, like vomiting. Oh, this is a game mechanic in Rust? Yes. This is, this is a really funny game. Like, I wanna, yes. This is just, it's just called Rust? Rust. It yeah, it's, it's um, if you want to see, like, um, I haven't even described it yet, but the really funny one, just search the Rust experience, and it's from Daniel. It's either Daniel SL or Daniel from SL. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's the Rust experience. It's fucking hilarious because he's trolling this guy so hard the guy like gives him a bow in it he's pretending he's brand new to the game right and this is a game where like new players are at a massive disadvantage with loot and knowledge and stuff because it's it's not the kind of game that w takes you step by step and holds your hand it's like what am i even doing you literally spawn in naked like your dick's hanging out <laughs> out in this wilderness and there are guys with guns in some cases and like armor and shit and and he's he befriends this guy saying he's a new player and the guy's like yeah here's a bow and arrow and he's like and he's trying he's pretending like he doesn't know how to use it and he's just drawing it and letting it down over and over he's like no you hold right mouse hold right mouse I, how do i know if i have the right mouse <laughs> <laughs> right mouse click and he's just like failing at it repeatedly over and over and over and over and the guy's just like losing his mind he's like do you have a mouse he's like Dude, this is a $45 mouse. This is no joke. <laughs> just, just like, just, he trolls it's them. not for, even a lot for gaming mouse. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's like bottom tier mouse. Well, they go you know? like 130 yeah. Oh, even crazy, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's absurd. Um, it's, he's very funny. He's only got maybe eight videos. I watched them all, oh. though, in succession, and they're very, very funny, the way he trolls these people in Rust. I, I, it made me want to play Rust. I'm, I'm probably not going to. But <laughs> that is, dude, the videos I like, I don't think anyone else likes. Like, I, I, there's a guy, Rainfall Projects, right? He's outstanding. If you were to watch his videos, you'd be like, I wish this guy was my friend. He's so cool and handy and whatever. And, uh, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I wish I had a broken irrigation buggy. I'd love a project like that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what's funny is are, are you are there like seven views <laughs> <laughs> no he does better he like he has twenty two thousand subs but his videos get like triple that in views like he's pretty good and uh, i had a friend who literally said that like he's like i watch him too i wish i had a broken irrigation buggy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like the blacksmithing channels a lot i i watch oh, a lot of those i really like enjoy Rainfall watching projects them. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of want to do one of them. I wish I had someone to hold my hand and walk me through it, like the tempering and the hammering mm -hmm. and the forging and all that, um, because they, they make these knives, these blades and weapons out of all kinds of interesting things. I saw a guy take a wrench, just a large, like, uh, three-quarters inch wrench, and he kept the back end, you know, the circular part, I don't know what you call that, uh, the closed end of the wrench. He kept that there uh, as, so he could hang this thing up, but then he took the part that's like a, you know, a Y or whatever, and he mm -hmm. like bent it out into a tomahawk. And, uh, and he's like, wow, this is a really, you know, it was a craftsman wrench, so it's good steel. And, mm -hmm. and now that it's hammered out, it's like, it's never going to break. It's it's really cool to see them make that stuff. I've seen them take cable, like a strand of like one inch or one and a half inch cable. And because it's twisted, you know, as cable is with all the smaller uh, wires in there, uh, when you hammer it out, you can see that detail in the blade. Uh, when they etch it, so that's really cool. Um, I enjoy those, you know. And they and sometimes the videos are half an hour long. 
of them hammering and hammering and hammering and hammering. And I like seeing the guys who have some of the guys are old school, right? They're just they're literally using a hammer and an anvil. Mm-hmm. And some of them have the auto hammer that's just you kind of feed your blade Even into the a machine. Auto hammer is old school, right? It's like, hey, I happened upon this auto hammering machine. Uh, it weighs 13 tons. We got a it came with a forklift and it's really hard to get in here. We laid new concrete on the floor so it would have a place to sit. Like it's a yeah. big thing to get one of these machines. Yeah, man. I uh, I enjoy those because you know, you get, you get a finished product that looks like I don't know, it looks it's it's like a 3 or 400 dollar knife that they often make out of just the what many of them will do. They'll be like, "Uh, I found this on the side of the road." I found this piece of steel on the side of the road, or like this yeah. piece of steel has been laying in my field for. What is, what is the thing that holds a railroad tie down? The railroad yeah, the spike? spike. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It'd be like, can you believe there was a perfectly good railroad spike on the side of the road? I'm gonna make a knife out of it, and then yeah. it just begins. You know, and they yeah. do. I've made knives out of I those like before, but I just like that, and always, and I enjoy the fantasy of pretending like one day I'll learn how to do that where some guy's like, oh yeah, this is, you know, type 68 steel, which means I can temper it at XY flame. I'll take it right back to my forgery. I've already, I actually pre-carved a handle for this, wouldn't you know? And it's like, like, God damn it. Like, how are you this prepared? And what is ostensibly a hobby? You know, you yeah. just find this and you're hammering it out. Like it's all, it's like a more advanced, but equally satisfying version of primitive technology or not quite as satisfying mm. as primitive technologies because that guy like, like he he builds a forge to build his shit that he uses to collect things to build what he's actually trying to build. <laughs> yeah. In the video, you know, like it's, did you did it's you out of control. do you still watch Burn of Technology? Oh yeah, every time one comes out, I watch. He moved. He moved. I was like, no way. You have like a thousand man hours into that hut yeah. and the nearby forge and the you have a hammer. He has an auto hammer. As the water goes by, the hammer starts hammering, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, you like you just left all that behind, but he did. Yeah. Someone will like, discover that, and they'll be like, what the fuck? My theory yes. is that's what happened. <laughs> what my theory is someone discovered his old location, and he moved to get private again. Oh, I was thinking that someone, like, like now that he's, like, maybe he sold the property, and someone discovers that, and they're like, uh, 911, yes, um, <laughs> I believe there are some aboriginal people living in my in my property. They, they it, it, You got to see this shit. You got to see this shit. I, I'm worried they're going to come scalp me. I yeah, didn't know they were this advanced. Yeah. <laughs> Man, speaking of Aboriginal people, I so I play uh, PUBG with like a really diverse group of people. I mean, they're all white. Oh yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> but, well, wait, but, wait, wait. You do play with Chiz. That doesn't mean they're not diverse. <laughs> <laughs> Chiz is but some sort from, of dirty ethnic. I don't know what. But <laughs> yeah, he's Spanish. Spanish. A lot of diversity among white folks. It's true. Um, uh, it's not true. I play with some, you know, big Max. He's Mexican and everything, but no blacks. No, there, there's a black guy. There's a black guy I play with, but I, I that's not true. And yeah, so, it's like, like he like, won't name him. He was not going to name him. Yeah, 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 big black. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted, the black guy. We call him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get over here, Blackie. Yeah. Big Mex's Big Mex's avatar. His character was a black man, and we literally made him change it. We were like, <laughs> "Come on, we're all blonde girls. Like, like, like this is not this is not a porno we're shooting here. We're, we're, we're <laughs> like, like you got to become a you got to become either a redheaded girl or blonde girl." the ponytail it's one or the other that's what we do here like we're mm-hmm. all cute chicks uh we're, we're pretending like we're we're some sort of girl squad so you got to get on board with that but no i was talking to the guy from australia last night who's a really cool guy uh just rohan i've said his name now i can't talk about the racist things he said damn it that's uh. okay nobody knows who rogaine is okay 
So he um, he was talking about the Aboriginal people in Australia. I was suggesting to him that he watch Quigley Down Under because it's you know it's based in his country. And he mentioned he liked America and Western movies and stuff. I was like, ah oh, man, there's a Western movie Australia. made uh, yeah. about Australia, and you know the Aboriginals are kind of key key in that movie. And it's got the guy who played Snape in Harry Potter. I like I like that guy. I can't think of his name right now, but he's like ah oh, those people. If you can call them that, they're not really people. I mean, do you ever look at them? They're so that? Yeah. He's like, they're so <laughs> black. He's like, they're he's like, they look like cave people. They look like Neanderthals or something. It's like they haven't evolved over the last fifty thousand years. He's like, you know what they do? They come into town and they steal gasoline. And if they can't steal it from the gas station, they siphon it out of your car. I was like, what are they doing with it? He's like, they're huffing it. They're huffing it get, to get high. It's like they're, they, they steal your gasoline and they huff it. They're all criminals and sneaks. And, and they're not even real people. We used to, they, they didn't used to be real people under the law, but the liberals came in. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, oh. this guy. So, uh, so you mentioned the they avatar? steal gasoline just to huff it? What a waste. On, on Woodycraft. There was a group of people like it was, we had these forums and the forums were really active because it, it was like half the game is social, right? That was like a big part of what was going on. A lot of people changed their avatars to black people and like it, black people wearing crowns or big thick necklaces. And I, I'm really stuck because I'm like, what level of censorship do I want to enforce? Am I racist? For making them change, for not allowing black avatars, or are they racist for using black avatars? It, it's not, in my opinion, it's not your responsibility to govern that. That's what we ended, theirs, I ended up doing nothing. Yeah, to do it however you want. Because you know what happens if you say, hey, I don't like when you put a crown on and have big gaudy chains or whatever and make your avatar a black cube. Like, then everybody's going to want to do that and nothing about that. Hmm. You know, or they'll go actually. Yeah, like, you're probably they, right. They just find another way. But it, it, like, also, like you try to make it a place where people don't feel. If you were to walk into a place and everyone was racist, you know, dropping n bombs and wearing crowns and thick, like it, it was, it felt like they were mocking a culture. Yeah, and that's not cool. Yeah, well, they were probably. Uh, but, so speaking of mocking a culture, go on. Have you been on VR chat? I know you haven't. Have you watched any videos of VR chat? Of course you haven't. <laughs> Let's watch one real quick, and I'll show you how absurd VR chat is. Right? <laughs> what is what is VR chat? VR chat is where you get oh. in. You know, you put your your vibe on. You video. go into this open world kind of uh, thing. You're doing new, and everybody's oh, kind of walking around. You know, and, and and this is what's happening over there apparently. Um. This is what people are up to over in VR chat. All right, I'm queued up at zero whenever you guys are ready. Same. Three, two, five million. One, play. You don't know the way. Do you know the way? I know the way. You have to have Ebola to know the way. I have Ebola. It doesn't know the way. To know the way, you need to have Ebola. This is my new habit. This is very good habit. This is my new. This is my new. This is my new home. What is happening here? I don't understand. These guys are pretending like they are Africans with Ebola who know the way. 
And they're chasing the this girl around. They're all the little Sonic Hedgehog Why does this look so shit? I don't understand this generation. Welcome to old age, Taylor. First, you're telling your stories about Blockbuster, and now you don't understand the kids' videos. I you the way. Do you know the way? Taylor. Yeah. Do you know the way? Do you know the way? <laughs> you need a bola to know the way. How are they choosing the stupidest avatar? They go up to the girl and they go. They're trying to look up skirts. And they're, uh, they're accumulating more and more uh, followers, I guess. I would right? say, if I was in this game, I would instantly become a hedgehog and start working on my African her. accent. They're smelling her crotch. And you know what? That's probably a dude. This is awful. What? How does this have 5.4 million views? And it has 212,000 likes and only 1,000 dislikes? <laughs> that should be inverted. They're just <laughs> clicking their tongues for the last two minutes. And some of this audio is abusive. Yeah. I, I am, at this point, just about determined, like, like from a disciplined motivation standpoint, to endure to the end of the video. Yeah, I need to. I guarantee you the ending will suck. There's not going to be a crescendo. I don't think they put together a three part, like, introduction, body, and, and climax on this video. They didn't tell us what they were going to say. Tell us, and then tell us what they told us. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no intro, body, outro. They're not even creative! Go outside! Taylor, that's the perfect response. I will miss you. Do you know the way? Get a girlfriend! I would rather click at people on the internet. I would rather pretend to lick the pussy of a woman who is actually a man who is so sad he had to <laughs> in a game in order to get attention. I like I, it. I bet if you I broke like it down, I bet there are more male players of video games with female avatars than there are female players with female avatars. Probably and I bet so. it's not hmm. even close. But but in this, like you can hear their voice, of course, and like like there are plenty of like like girls play that like like there's lots of girls in there. To be fair, like actual girls, it's I, I they were saying you do not know the way so so loudly and frequently, and clicking their tongues. I never heard the girl quote unquote say anything, but like uh, there are definitely lots of females playing VR chat. What do you get a so you've clearly done VR chat? What what do you what what do you do? You socialize, man. You, you know, you go around, talk to people, meet people. You're walking around in this little world. What's your um, avatar? Whatever you want it to be. No, what's your avatar? I, I don't. I don't play the game. I, oh. I don't play that game. 
No. I mean, that, are there points bizarre. that you can get? Is there a score? I, I don't think so. No, then no, it's no. not it's a, a game. It's, a it's social like experience. Tinder, but you don't meet anyone. Oh, it's like Tinder, but you get clicked at by fake <laughs> and there is a zero percent chance of getting laid. <laughs> oh, it's it's above zero, not far above, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. half of a tenth of a percent. Yeah, and not, and you not. know, there's a ten percent chance that the guy will be a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This, uh, I'm gonna wait for VR to get another generation or two down the road, and then I'll take another peek at it. Because oh. if this is what people are doing, if they're going around in what appear to be MS Paint renditions of Sonic, like, and a can of beans, where the <laughs> label isn't even correctly sized on the beans, it says, like, the bottom half of bushes, you know, like, it's, this, is, this is so stupid. Yeah, the new generation's coming. The the new, I think, I think Vibe's releasing a new one uh, pretty soon, maybe better resolution and a wireless feature, so. Do you yeah, think it's it, kind of... which... Well, what's the good one? Vive, right? Yeah. And they're releasing a new one. Yeah. Now, did I hear Oculus released a new one? Am I crazy? I, I don't really follow it that closely, mm. to be honest. I, I don't know. Facebook I, I, owns I, it, right? I think so. You know they're I, wasting it. Maybe. Um, you know, I, it, we talked about this before, but like the real issue is like the, the number of headsets out there. It's when you compare like the cost of making a AAA PC game to you know all of the customers that are available your customer base is massive it's it's x million of people but with the vibe it's like whatever six hundred thousand people a million people maybe now i don't even i really don't know but like even if you sold a copy of your game to every one of those people you don't get to the budget of a game like gta which was like a quarter billion dollars right you know yeah. so mm -hmm. yeah you gotta have valve uh you know really funding the thing um you know, hoping the, that it's going to be big in the future. They got to get the cost of the headsets down. Uh, you know, it's a peripheral that that's six hundred dollars, and that's only half that of it, down. right? Because you need like a ten eighty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a peripheral that's six hundred dollars. You know, you gotta. It's it's uh, it's expensive, and, and it, you definitely need a ten eighty to to like run most of the stuff um, well. You Doesn't know, it seem like the eleven eighty should be out soon? Am I crazy? Well, the 1080 Ti is so fucking expensive. Like, like I'm I'm looking at building Kitty a PC right now, mm -hmm. and uh, I was considering maybe like giving her my PC and building myself like a, a 1080 Ti setup with like a i7 um, 8700K. And Wait, I was you're going to give her the one that you just completed? Maybe. It's like year. a year ago, though, right? Yeah, like a year ago. Uh, so and like just I was looking at the i9 processors, and uh, that seems kind of unnecessary. Unless you want to do streaming on the same machine you're, you're, you're gaming on, I guess. But I think it's... I, want, I don't want to get this wrong. 18 fucking cool? Sir. Is that right? I mean, I need a lot. Like, maybe that makes sense. The one thing I do every once in a blue moon, record, stream, and watch videos at the same time. Which apparently ruins everything <laughs> on this machine. That fucking i9 processor is pretty. You just got I, quiet. I, did did he get quiet to you too? Yeah, he got you got quiet to me. Oh, too quiet. Do you know the way to turn your volume up? That's <laughs> <laughs> funnier that whole fucking video. <laughs> do you know the Do you know the way? <laughs> now you look like you're gonna be like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily regret the crime, but <laughs> if I were to do it again, I'd do it differently. Me, they would tell me that they were going to show me the way of the Lord. Yeah. And then he pulled his penis out. Why is your camera not focused? By that point, I was sold. 
try to try to like uh, fix it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like better or yeah, faster. Okay. Now it's it, all right. Have you tried being more competent? <laughs> I can't see what's happening. I would love it if that worked. <laughs> but it, it's actually he's a little censored, really. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. weird. Well, you're you're not quiet to me anymore. At first, there was only one priest, but later on, more joined. Dude, did you see a priest just came out and a priest a like a, as a as a pedophile? I was on Fox News actually, and um, Chuck's. I'm looking for he's it. He's a pedophile. Memphis pastor gets standing ovation after acknowledging sexual incident with teen. And um, I'm not sure if this person is tied in with um, like a, a nut, like Weinstein or something like that. But anyway, he said he was going to drive her home. Instead of driving her home, he drove her to like an isolated dirt road and told her to suck his dick and take her shirt off. And, what? Yeah. When was this? 1998. Oh, so he waited, you know, well, 20 years just to be sure. She wrote him a letter and said, uh, you know, like, hey, do you remember that time you said you were like you were my pastor and you were going to take me home? And instead you drove me to a de like deserted area and made me suck your dick and take my top off. And it appears he does remember because he told the story to his congregation and they gave him a standing ovation. Did he tell it Get in after that it. way? Well, I thought, you know, I, I, uh, he admitted to having a sexual... Uh, she was 17. He admitted to having a sexual incident with a female high school senior in the church. And he what took every step it? to respond in a biblical way. Tennessee. Man, well, you know, maybe he, like, bamboozled them with, like, like when you really get your, your crowd hyped up. It's like, who loves the Lord? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to do what they can this week to show the Lord that you're, you're working for them? You're, 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 you're putting feelings out there. You are the salt of the earth. Like that kind of shit. Like, yeah. Who forgives me for making that little girl suck my dick in 1998? Let me hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right. No, take these back. She's, you know, on that. You forgive me. But yeah, that's a, what a fucking creep. Oh, okay. They so what happened was she, I, I said a... she was tied in with wines or something. I, I was wrong. She heard about the Matt Lauer thing and thought, I guess me too. And, um, she wrote a letter to this guy and said, do you remember the night you were supposed to drive me home from church? And instead you drove me to a deserted back road and sexually assaulted me. And uh, he begged her to keep it a secret and she didn't. And now he's well, admitted that it's true. Did she ever get home? Clearly. Yeah, right. She didn't mention that. I bet he did drive her home as well. And she was yeah. ungrateful. Uh-huh. Get, get out of my car, you come slut. You can jog it up the rest of the way. Uh -huh. <laughs> Dude, there was a girl in my high school. I, I won't say her name, but she was regarded as what they called a total hose monster, right? And uh, yeah, a hose monster. That's a hose a, monster. Yeah, like way to say it. <laughs> that that was her reputation that she was a total hose monster, and um, she needed a ride home. And her it was like a twenty minute drive or something. Like it wasn't a real trivial thing. But I was like, man, you know, apparently this girl sucks dick all the time. So I'll give it a go. No duck dick sucking happened whatsoever. I don't know what young Woody was thinking. Like, like just out of a sense of appreciation, she would start Did you blowing pull it me. Out? Oh, no, I, you got to pull it out. Well, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. And uh, hey, I just. Hey, you ever seen pubes like this? 
That's right. Have Little you ever seen side. Cube like this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get a closer look? <laughs> you feel a little tired? Maybe you put your head in my lap. <laughs> yeah, I, I drove her home yeah. hoping she would just spontaneously come up with the idea. Like, well, I, you know, I don't have gas money, so I guess I should suck you off. And uh, she, that didn't come up. It is yeah. very rare that the just take your dick out strategy pans out. Well, but it's not a 0% success rate, so it's still viable. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Because a lot of girls read between the lines, and they go, oh, it's probably, it's probably not sweaty and needs to air out. It probably once it sucked. Yep. Clearly. Yeah, and apparently this pastor knew that rule and took advantage of it. And now, incorporating it into the Beatitudes, or whatever the fuck he's talking about in his Sunday yeah, sermon. Be, they should probably uh, bring up the assistant pastor and, and get, him, get him out of there, right? I wonder what the gap is, like, in terms of, like, sexual activity. Between a girl who's regarded as a total hose monster and another girl who maybe just sucks as much dick, but apparently not assholes dicks. It depends on the situation, right? Because like, cause like I remember there was a girl in school like, like, and she, you know, she had fucked a bunch of guys at mm -hmm. once, right? So like, hose monster. And there was another girl who like, uh, um, uh, like, like she invited some guys to her house and they were like, all right, well, we're going to go. And she was like, oh, and she just took her top off. You know, like, like, like the, what a cool girl, right? Right. Well, she sounds good great. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, See, and, also it depends, especially in like a high school level. It's not even, you know, a hundred percent the actual sexual activity that's going on. It's what, what the girls decide they're going to do to turn one of the girls into a whore, you know, because every, most high school people have had sexual experiences and, you know, the big group of girls that hang out together that are, you know, the popular, the prettier ones, they can turn on any one of them and be like, Samantha is a whore. Like, she actually is. Let's like, spread that around a bit. And then before you know it, even if Samantha's sucked less dick than, you know, Susan Monica. or whatever right, over there, right. or Monica, like, she's the, quote, whore. And it's just uh, an accepted thing, you know? Like, this, the way... Uh, uh, I was going to use a really bad example, because I'm like, yeah, you know, like, the way you knew some kids in high school were gay, even though they never said that you were gay, so everybody called them gay. And then it turns out, they're gay, like, you know, <laughs> so that, that example doesn't work. But yeah, it, I bet the, the difference in dick isn't as much as you think. Yeah. yeah I also wonder, the dick they're taking. I, there are a couple of guys in my high school that seemed gay, right? They were just really effeminate. And I never found out if they were actually gay, but I'm now I'm curious again. I find out every so often. Like, I never saw him actually suck a dick. But at the Ooh, talent show, he he's saying, why must I be a teenager in love? <laughs> it was so gay. He's singing. <laughs> <laughs> he did do he that. Did in a, in a, in a sequined skirt. <laughs> yeah, he was twirling a baton singing It's Raining Men, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I remember uh. he, he sang that. He wasn't in my year, and it was like, well... Uh, two, no two things to note here. One, he's really good. Two, this is super gay. <laughs> you know? yeah, there, yeah. there were two people I suspected of being gay mm. in high school because, like I've just I've described our shower situation multiple, multiple times, and <clears throat> nobody ever got an erection in the shower with a bunch of other men. You're in there to, to clean. Like even at the age when it's like all it took was a little, <clears throat> like off of air to get you going like nothing ever happened except for these two guys these two guys 
who consistently, <laughs> every time they would come into the bathroom or into the shower, like you'd see them walking around and you'd see they just had, you know, their high school boners right there, just raging and ready to go. And they'd stand there and shower as though they didn't. And and they were both already like slightly odd guys. Mm-hmm. And so like they wouldn't be talk because usually like you're talking to your friends in the shower and everything. They would do, do it quietly and like be on their own. But it was like, God, that, that is so weird. Like you'd think like get a boner once in the shower you know okay you had an odd morning or something i don't know Mm -hmm. what's going on with you but no judgment if every fucking time (laughs) you get in the shower with a bunch of other of your classmates who are male you you are probably gay and the boner didn't end in the shower like he'd like walk out and you'd be like near your locker and you're like oh boner robbie's coming through all right like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was like god that have I told you my have I, I told the story on the show it. of the my friend who I thought was gay? Yes. Oh uh, yes, and he's not gay. The story is great. Yeah. And you well, asked him. I guess I if told he it. He was gay. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> dude, I thought you were gay. <laughs> yeah. Like, why'd you, why would you think I was gay? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark is great. <laughs> but not gay. Did you guys have any uh gay deniers in your high school? Where like everybody would kind of know they were gay, but they'd like pre- have like pretend girlfriends and shit. No, I don't think so. No, nobody with the beard. There was this one kid a year or two, maybe just a year below me. I don't remember, but he was like one of the arguments that made it clear. Because obviously, I went to a religious school. They'd be like, you know, gay is a sin. Like I'm like that guy's not sinning. That guy is as gay as the day is long. Nobody chooses to act in the way this limp-wristed, you know, <laughs> skipping fairy kind of guy does. Nobody acts like that. And he went through, like, multiple girlfriends. He only ever hung out with girls. And the relationships that they had, it wasn't like when you'd see in high school, you know, like, on one of those couches in the common room, like a boyfriend with his girl, arm around his girlfriend or something. It would be like him, like, sitting, like, legs together, like, prissy, like, shooting the shit, like, gossiping with his girlfriends. And then, like, when the other girls came around, like, bring them all over, and they'd all gossip. And it was, and then a couple years ago... I find that someone asked me, do you remember uh, do you remember Richard from high school? I'm like, oh, yeah, the gay guy. And he goes, you know what? He is gay. He's gay now. And it's like, no, he's been gay the whole time. <laughs> he's, he's been gay the whole time. I he, wonder what the girls think, though. They're like, yeah, Richard, he's not threatening and fun to hang out with, so why not date him? What are they thinking? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I think, uh, I think part of it is that girls want to go out with you know, popular guys who have standing. Mm. And part of what makes a guy popular and have standing in high school is his perception among the girls in the grade, you know? And so if you're a gay guy, all the girls love you, which in turn boosts your social value. And so one girl then is going to go, okay, I can't get one of the jock guys, but I can get this other socially valuable guy. Maybe that's kind of it. I don't know. Wow. Taylor's really figured out the dating economy of high school. <laughs> the, the high school dating economy. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> yep. Shocking indeed. Uh, have you guys? Uh, I've been super, super healthy eating recently oh. in the last week or so, and I'm waiting for the feeling of health to <laughs> kick in. Like I've been forcing myself to eat giant salads and like carrot sticks and broccoli. And I went to uh, TGI fucking Fridays today with a couple of people uh, from work for lunch, and I made myself get a turkey burger with no cheese. With and the side was broccoli, because it was only like six hundred and eighty calories and plenty oh. of protein. And at the end of the meal, though, I was like, "All right, I feel pretty good about myself." You oh. know, like I, I don't feel guilty. 
I feel good. I feel like I didn't throw it because I could have had a double bacon cheeseburger with fries and eaten 1,600 calories that meal and not even felt like it and thrown the whole day away. I, I've been looking into using catering services to, li- to deliver my food, you know, instead of just getting like one meal, like order for 20 people, right? <laughs> like, like get enough for like several days. Last night I got a, uh, I ordered from this barbecue place and I got the family meal. You know, it's, it's four rolls, a pound of meat, two family-sized sides. I ordered an extra side. I didn't think two was going to be enough. And, you know, <laughs> Kitty ate some of it, but... Uh, just a, probably about as much as a child, right? Yeah, it's a, exactly. A very, she used, like, the tiny plate, you know, the one that you could almost put a teacup on. Yeah. She's like, this is my portion, and I'm, I've got, like, the biggest plate in the house just covered with meats and sauces. And I got what potatoes. kind of barbecue? Uh, I got pulled pork. Uh, smothered it in barbecue sauce, and then I got uh, potato salad, baked potato casserole, and baked beans. And then I ate all four of the rolls because she didn't want them. Uh, I ate all four of them. And I ordered like a 32-ounce sweet tea, killed that, uh, had a few orange sodas. What's, played. The, what's your weight at now? I don't have a scale here, but uh, my pants well, fit. that'll be a fun tight. surprise for you when you buy one. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, did, I did put on my skinny pants today, and they were, uh, they were pretty tight, but my, but my ass looked good in them, so I was like, oh. <laughs> what are your skinny pants? Like, what, what's the dimensions? Uh, I think they're 30s. Uh, so, um, you know. I've, I haven't worn 30s since I was 13. <laughs> what size do you wear? Uh, I wear 32 or 33. It okay. depends. Like that kind of just depends on the the make of the jean. Yeah. I wear thirty four, but they seem to be too big. But I don't want to buy thirty two because I don't want the ego like hit if thirty four fits mm-hmm. better. I'd rather have thirty fours that are too big. That's where I am. I I just went to this paramotor thing, so I saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while, and they're all praising me for how thin I am. Yet I know in my heart I'm a piece of shit who hasn't really lost any extra weight in the last like six or eight weeks. Um, and then the whole time I'm there, I'm pretty much surviving on restaurant food. So that comes with some guilt. Like it's hard to eat all restaurant food and really hit your like, you know, healthy goals. But, uh, I'm back and I'm eating well now and you know, we'll get back on track. I have, uh, I went to the grocery store yesterday and I got, um, this this is what I'm eating tonight. I got, uh, crab cakes, salmon cakes, uh, lobster macaroni and cheese and deviled crabs. Uh, and I'm going to eat all that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm tonight, I'm going to eat like, uh, all of that. Actually, I've got, I got two crab cakes, a salmon cake, uh, my, my devil crabs and, uh, my lobster macaroni and cheese. Uh, I'm going to eat that. And then I, I, I predict, I also have some sushi. I got a big platter of sushi from the grocery store cause they like make sushi in the grocery store. So I've got like two sushi rolls and like eight pieces of Nigiri. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get that down tonight. Sounds too. really good. It's going to be great. I've been eating so much Indian food, like Indian food virtually every single day. I've been eating curry. Uh, I've been getting like uh, lamb vindaloo or like chicken tikka, mas- tikka masala. Oh, um, I love that. I, I really, really love it. I get a ton of naan bread with it, and I'm just dipping the naan bread in. The, I get it really hot, and just tears are just pouring down my face. And I can feel it burning in my belly, but I just eat more and more and more. I almost God, your dinner sounds so much fucking better than mine. I'm going to make turkey bacon, maybe a couple eggs, an enormous salad of spinach with a little bit of light vinaigrette, and uh, probably a sweet potato. Apparently there's something called chicken salt. I bought it off Amazon. We're going to put that on the George Foreman chicken and go wild. See what's up with it. (laughs) See how it is. See, and after the meals, Woody and I will feel better. I'm going to take a nap after my meal. I have to. 
Yeah, it's mandated. I'm going to hit the kettlebells because it's Wednesday and I haven't. But Yeah, every time I eat one of those big Indian platters, I have to take a nap. There's no staying awake after you eat that much chicken and lamb and potatoes and spicy rice. Oh, it's so goddamn good. My mouth's watering right now. As soon as we get done here, I'm going in there and and, and eating something. Mm -hmm. I am as well. Well, I think we're done. All right. right. PKN 177.